It's another episode of Do Listen the Podcast. I'm Michael Kang. And I'm Allison. We are going to start with a story that was actually a big thing last week, but then the attack on the Capitol happened and nobody cared about this story anymore. Unfortunately for the people involved in this story. I know. Chris Jenner was pissed. You know, it's too bad she didn't use her like black magic powers to get back at those domestic terrorists for stealing her storyline, taking the attention away from her. She's working on it. She's pulled out her cauldron from storage. I know that she's working on it. Yeah, she's in the dungeon. So we're going to talk about the Kim Kardashian and Kanye West divorce, which is probably going to happen any day now. Um, Kim hasn't filed for divorce yet, but all signs point to that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So they've been married for over six years. They have four children together. Allison, can you name all four children? You know I can. North, St. Chicago, Psalm. Okay. What about their ages? Okay. North is uh, six years old. St. is four. Chicago is about to turn three. And Psalm is one. Am I right? You got one right. So I'm, only which one, is good. which I'm, oh, that's good. I'm I, happy you know, for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, because if you got that, I mean, you really would need win, win the, um, get, please get a life lifetime achievement award. But, so I'm but, happy you're, but you're still a little suspicious though. I probably should have thrown it. I should have been like, Oh, I don't know. 13, 25. Who knows? What are their names? Who's to say? Well, North is seven. Mm-hmm. Saint is five. Chicago is two. And Psalm is one. So you got that one, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the trouble started, the trouble between Kimye started when Kanye ran for president. Well, probably started at the fucking beginning, let's be real. But this latest trouble started when Kanye ran for president. Uh, We talked about that on this podcast. And Mm -hmm. at Kanye's rally, and I think his only rally, he said that he wanted Kim to have an abortion when she was pregnant with North, but now he's against abortion. He also called his mother-in-law, Kris Jenner, Kris Jong-un, and he said he was going to go to war with the Kardashians and said he wanted to divorce Kim. So It was definitely some, if that wasn't the straw that broke the Kimmy's back. The silicone camel's back. mm -hmm, Then it was definitely like, that's why they're going to be in couples counseling. It was a big one. So that was in July of last year. Kanye has bipolar disorder. So Kim kind of blamed all that on him having a bipolar episode. And last we heard, they were trying to patch things up. That patch didn't stick. It didn't stay because things didn't get better. So page six, E! News, TMZ, Us Weekly, People Magazine, you know, every goddamn magazine on the planet. Knitting, knitting monthly. Yeah, all of it had their version of Kim and Kanye's marriage problems. So Chris Jenner's farm of anonymous sources have been working hard all week. But um, Kim and Kanye are living, living separate lives. That's always like in caps. <laughs> it's living one of my favorite se- headlines. <laughs> it's so dramatic. It's like, yeah, I mean, technically everybody lives a separate life. Nobody lives the same life unless they're a clone. Yeah, unless we're like... Orphan Black. Yeah. Okay. We're all living separate lives. So they really are because he's on his ranch in Wyoming and she's in Los Angeles with the kids. Some say that they're 
going to get a divorce, and it's just a matter of when Kim is going to finally file. So apparently Kanye's presidential campaign is what made Kim finally decide to quit him and that she's holding off on filing for divorce because she wants to make sure she's doing the right thing uh, for her brand. I mean, her kids. (laughs) Same thing. Um, And Kim has already met with her divorce lawyer, Laurel Wasser, and doesn't think there will be a big fight over money, even though they're both way too rich. But there could be a fight over their $40 million mansion in Calabasas because she owns the land, but he owns the mansion. So she wants him to give the mansion to her so she can continue to raise the kids there. Oh, my God. That sounds like an HGTV show, by the way. He, She owns the land. He owns the mansion. Like they turn back to back with each other, their arms crossed. And they both can see themselves drinking their morning coffee on that balcony over there. Mm-hmm. And they all would love the kitchen more if it was uh, granite. Granite and gray cabinets. Everything. The bed. The windows. Yeah. So a source also claims that Kanye is completely done with the Kardashians because they're so over the top and he's over it. But I don't know about that because TMZ claimed that for Christmas, Kanye bought Kim a very modest gift. Um, he bought her five brand new Mercedes Maybachs, which cost $200,000 each. So yeah, he's definitely over their over-the-top lifestyle and he's so showing it. You know what? I need... I, I want to see proof of that because I also I read from like another source that he just gave Kim like hats and mitts and a scarf from H&M. So, you know, did you really read that? No, of course not. Do you think do you think Kanye would ever do that? Would Kanye go to the mall? <laughs> I mean, the malls are closed or they open. <laughs> Maybe. But, you know, five Maybachs, which she needs. You know, one for her ego, one for all her delusions, one for all her fillers, one for all the silicone yeah. that she travels with. That so, gives yeah. one leftover, one for the kids yeah, and a nanny. And yet another source says that Kim and Kanye are in counseling and that he wants to make it work, but knows that it's probably too late and Kim is going to file for a divorce anyway. And there's already rumors on who Kim and Kanye are currently dating I told you Chris Jenner works hard. Mm-hmm. 2021, New Year, New Me. Actually, New Year, same Chris. Yeah, same Chris. Mm-hmm. So there was a rumor that Kim is with Van Jones of CNN. So Van Jones... You need to love yourself more. Obviously into prison reform, and prison reform is Kim's new brand. So And they have worked together on that. So there was a rumor that they're fucking, but that's been denied. Some girl on TikTok also claimed that Kanye has been hooking up with a male beauty YouTuber, and that male beauty YouTuber is Jeffree Star. And if you don't know who Jeffree Star is, keep it that way. Don't Google it. Don't try to find out. Keep your innocence. Yeah, because that fact is going to push some important shit out of your brain, and later on you're going to be like, oh no, I need to know that phone number, and yet information about Jeffree Star is in its place. I regret my choices. Yeah, so don't do it. But Jeffrey milked that rumor. He denied it. And the TikToker who made up that rumor admitted that they made up that rumor. And Kim posted an Instagram pic today and she wasn't wearing her wedding ring. So mm-hmm. that's where we are. Yes. I mean, obviously, you know, the house is going to be 
a big deal because like you said she owns the land he owns the money friday nights at 7 p.m but i don't know how they're gonna split their largest like most overinflated asset her ass well okay smaller his ego their egos yes Uh, exactly well they'll each take their own laura wasser has her work cut out for her yeah, and I think, like, this, they're obviously going to get a divorce. But I think they're going to wait until after the inauguration. You think so? Yeah, because I think they leaked all this stuff and then the capital attack happened. So they're like, shit, we got to wait until the inauguration is over. Things, you know, have calmed down politically and then we can come back into the spotlight. I My prediction is they're going to announce it. Like, what time is the inauguration? 3 p.m.? It feels like an afternoon kind of thing. Yeah, well, I don't know. So let's, let, yeah, let's go PM. with 3 p.m. Yeah. They're going to leak the, they're going to like announce their divorce at 2.55 p.m. And still, I don't think anybody's going to care. Yeah, they're going to be like shaking their fists. Chris yeah. is going to be like, oh, I should have used more Eye of Newton this spell. Yeah, I think they're going to wait until a little after. Because, I mean, Kim was not married to Kanye for six years in order for her divorce news not to get maximum attention i mean then why was she married in the first place it's true i'm so i'm so dumb what michael strongly consider my employment at delisted i should know better that they're gonna <laughs> that, yeah, they they're w- go- that they wouldn't try to compete with other news on their divorce announcement i will yeah, it would be for yeah. nothing it would all be for nothing like they're definitely not gonna announce okay my favorite thing about celebrity divorces i mean look i don't love a divorce okay obviously it's very it's a you know traumatic light thing i'm not taking joy from a divorce i need to stress that but i am sorry. meanwhile when kanye and kim announce you can just put your ear to the window and you'll hear allison going "Ah, (laughs) (laughs) i've got my like little like fake six shooters like pew 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 (laughs) like up in like a cartoon no what i'm trying to say is my favorite thing about celebrity divorces is when they try to announce it on a friday like they try to kind of sweep it under the last minute news of the week going into a Saturday like the best divorce announcement always comes at like 4 30 on a Friday well this is definitely going to be an 8 30 in the morning Monday morning situation and if I'm wrong on that I'll eat my hat yeah 8 30 eastern time mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Should have yeah. Been more it, it, it definitely will be but okay who do you think they're going to move on to uh, like who will be Kim's fourth husband I mean really that's kind of like it's so that's an existential question like that feels like a question posed by like Nietzsche or something Sartre if you will yes because it's like who will be her fourth husband but who will be her 10th husband who will be her 15th husband who's to say but I would I'd say her next husband will be I think she's gonna want a Van Jones like I think she wants to be with Van Jones is what I'm okay saying but I don't think it's going to be Van Jones. I think it's going to be like she wants a because excuse me, Van Jones is a lawyer, correct? Does uh, he have a does he have a legal background? He may have watched a couple episodes of Law and Order, so yes, he he is a he is a legal expert in my opinion. That checks. That's that's all the qualifications. I think she's going to try to get like a legal person, but what she's going to get is one of those like hurt in a car call 1-800 you get paid lawyers like i think she's gonna end up with someone like that or Lindsay lohan the face of what was it lawyers.com 
again, lawyer adjacent. Yes, yes. It's in the legal realm. Who do you think Kim will be with? Well, I'm with you. Like, her new brand is, like, Serious Lawyer. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say she's going to move on to a judge. Oh, and that's a good guess. I'm going to say Judge Mathis because he's a judge and he's on TV, so he'll happily be on all her, you know, TV shows. But excuse he's you, married. Michael. Yeah, but, and he, he's got standards. But the home wrecking angle will elevate the story. So that's what Kim's looking for. Or there's also this um, rapper named Judge DeBoss, and she could get with him. I mean, he's not a judge, but she's too stupid to not. To know, you know, to not know that he's, a, he's not a real judge. That's true. And if that doesn't work, I'm sure that Judge Reinhold is on the phone waiting. Again, not a judge, but enough of a judge to count. And what do you think who uh, Kanye will move on to? A mirror. He's just going to he's going to be like one of those people that falls in love with a roller coaster. Do you, do you remember what's that called? Oh, oh like, there's a yeah, there was a oh, whole it's like, like objectum, TLC yeah, documentary. Objectum yeah, sexualis or something. Yeah, he's gonna yeah, like, like the woman who married the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. He's either gonna marry like a mirror, or he's gonna marry like a paint a painting of himself, and then it'll be like some kind of like portrait of Dorian Gray situation. Where I mean, there's magic involved in that. It always gets really, you know, it's like a careful what you wish for situation. Or he probably has a real doll made like in his image, so he'll marry that real doll. I mean, he just he should just marry himself. Like that's the love story of our time. That's the greatest love humanity has ever known is Kanye loving Kanye. It's true. It's Kanye on a beach with the waves washing over him. It's Kanye rowing a rowboat by himself. Yeah, he should just stop fighting destiny. Mm-hmm. Marry himself. Okay, so moving on from two people who might be getting divorced. To um, two people who aren't married, but their relationship is not good right now. So Carly Kloss is a model. Um, one kind And of host uh, Project Runway. Project Runway. Runway. Excuse me. She's also a reality show host. She also makes cookies and she's into STEM stuff and coding. So she does all kinds of stuff. She's and used to be Taylor Swift's best friend. Exactly. Not anymore. Yeah, former. So she that is not on her resume anymore. Ivanka Trump is, as we all know, uh, Donald Trump's daughter, his one and only daughter that he recognizes. So Carly Kloss and Ivanka Trump are sister-in-laws. So Carly married Josh Kushner or Joshua Kushner in 2018. Joshua Kushner, his brother, is the younger brother to Jared Kushner, who is married to Ivanka Trump. So they are, one could assume that they are friendly with each other because, you know, there hasn't been... There hasn't been any, like, obvious public display. Like, Carly hasn't said, like, fuck them, I hate them, I'm estranged from them, I don't talk to them, right? So people assumed that, you know, they have a friendly sister-in-law relationship. So people have kind of dragged Carly Kloss into, like, messiness with Ivanka Trump before. So, for example, one contestant on Project Runway one time made a joke about, you know, uh he made this outfit and Carla's like, I'd never wear that. And, you know, he's like, oh, not even to dinner with the Kushners. Like it's, it's kind of running joke. Uh, actress Tavi Gevinson uh, last year or year before that, I believe called out Carly Kloss being like, you know, you claim to be like you and jo- you and Josh have kind of positioned yourselves as like the not evil ones. Yeah. So- because she's, she's like, so she's like a Democrat. Right. And she like, pushed for biden right exactly yeah and she's like very she talks a lot about like 
um, feminism and kind of social justice uh, causes and stuff like that. Like she's definitely kind of, it's almost like she's taken everything. The anti-Ivanka. Exactly. Everything she's done, she's done the opposite. It's like the um, backwards version of that song from Annie, Get Your Gun, right? So it's like anything 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 you can do, do, I don't do that at all. Yeah, I do the opposite of that. Exactly. So people keep kind of bringing it up to her because, again, she's never, like, officially denounced them. She's just sort of positioned herself as, like, yeah, like you said, like, I'm voting for Biden. I'm not voting for Trump, stuff like that. So after the, um, you know, after the mega mob uh, stormed the Capitol last Wednesday, Carly went on Twitter and she wrote, accepting the results of a legitimate Democratic election is patriotic. Refusing to do so and inciting violence is anti-American. Right. So Carly came out and said, like, she was denouncing what was happening. Right. Person immediately responds to her and says, tell your sister-in-law and brother-in-law, which is great. Very simple and to the point. Carly responded, I've tried. So she didn't specify how she's tried or when she tried or what her trying. She's tried. She just just tried. tried. I tried. I tried. She like shrugged her shoulders like, I tried. Yeah, or like, yeah, it's kind of like when you shrug your shoulders and you go, what do you want me to do about it? (laughs) Right? Anyway, so um, we've, that's probably where Carly wanted to leave it was just like, I've tried, take my word for it. Don't ask me any more questions. But sources went to page six to talk about Ivanka's response to this. So sources, hi, Tiffany. Um, And so the sources told page six that Ivanka was, quote, surprised and hurt by Carly's tweets. She has feelings. She can feel feelings. I know. That source kind of oversold it a little bit. That's what the breaking news. It should have been like, breaking news. Ivanka Trump can feel things. Yeah, Ivanka feels, period. End of story. (laughs) So she said, you know, the quote, or excuse me, the source says that Ivanka and uh, Carly are so close. They talk about everything but politics. And then the source says, Carly likes to position herself as an activist, but she's never approached Ivanka about any real issues and that it's simply not true that she has tried to talk to Ivanka. So then sources close to Carly uh, came through with a rebuttal. So the source, basically anybody, but Taylor Swift, because we know they're not friends anymore. um, That source said that Carly hasn't had a close relationship with Ivanka in a long time and that Ivanka understands Carly's views perfectly and that they've had many political discussions and then the source also said i kind of i enjoy this part of the story because it gets a little messy the source uh says that they uh carly thought it was sad that this is what ivanka was choosing to focus on right now instead of like everything else that was going on on wednesday that's not a direct quote by the way i'm paraphrasing it but basically you know that was carly's thing was it's like wow ivanka you are putting a lot of energy into this right now. Yeah, basically it's rich white lady on rich white lady crime. Mm-hmm, exactly. And it's violent, aggressive. So, um, yeah, so basically the story is Carly has totally talked to her about politics. Ivanka's side is they've never talked about politics and that they're so close and they're great friends. And Carly's like, maybe we're not actually friends. So it's very, like, I don't know... I don't know who's telling the truth here. Well, to me, like Carly's tweets about like the 
capital attack like felt very performative yes. and if it feels like she's playing both sides and just say that because it's like performative Barbie and her husband bought a mansion near complicit Barbie and her husband in Miami so they're like I think you know they're close enough to want to live near each other in Miami yeah if you don't like someone you don't buy a house down the street from them oh yeah I would be in Fort Lauderdale Tampa. You'd be in the same state? That's true. That's <laughs> but yeah, another state. Another planet. Mm-hmm. But like, I love too that we're to believe that they have any relationship. Because what would you... I mean, obviously You don't they think do. they have a relationship? See, I think they do. I think they're friends. I think they're totally friends. I think they talk like... They send each other like cute texts. They like sit beside each other at Thanksgiving dinner. For sure. But let's just, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. And let's assume that they actually aren't friends. Because it's like, what would they talk about if not politics? Because it's like, Ivanka's dad is the president and Carly's husband's, her brother-in-law is related to the, you know what I mean? It's like, how would you not, what would you talk about? You'd just be like, have you eaten food lately? Isn't drinking no, they water say, great? Well, I just bought this $10 million painting for my $40 million mansion. And Ivanka goes, oh, me too. I just bought this. T-. That's what they talk about rich people stuff. You're right. That's oh, it. I'm looking at this $40 million yacht. Oh, yeah, we're looking at the same yacht yeah, as like, the world burns. Yeah, they're like, we just bought some new bedroom furniture. We got his and hers coffins. That's a joke about them being vampires. But yeah, I think when I think when like Carly says like I tried, it's like okay, I know she wants us to picture that she like approached Ivanka and was like, "Hi Ivanka, I think that maybe your dad is maybe sort of a racist." But like I bet what it was more like was like I'm it's crazy. I'm trying to text Ivanka, but it's not going through. It's like our Wi-Fi is like really spotty right now or something. Look, I tried. <laughs> I tried. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> because I like I think they're friends and I think like when all this is said and done, like New York society is going to shun Ivanka and Carly's going to be her only friend. Like they're going to be sitting at Chick-fil-A because no restaurant is going to take them. It's just going to be Ivanka and Carly. But she tried. She tried. <laughs> so we're going to end this part of the show with some old school 90s gossip. Um, now, Luther Vandross, one of the stars of this story, He died in 2005, so he's not alive to defend himself, but I wish he was because he would really defend himself. And he has talked about this before, but there's been stories about how Luther Vandross was a diva, right? Mm -hmm. And that his tour with En Vogue back in the day was a disaster, So Don Robinson, who's an original member of En Vogue, she was on um, the YouTube show Discussions and Things and told more of En Vogue's side of their messiness with Luther. So in 1993, we're going back to 1993, when, Allison, you weren't even born yet, so... No, I wasn't even, like, a wink in an angel's eye. He, um, Luther was going on tour and asked En Vogue to be his opening act, and... In 1993, En Vogue, they were stars by then. Like, they had two huge albums, one of them which was Funky Divas, and so they were big. And Don blamed their manager at the time for mismanaging their money because they sold a lot of albums, they had hits, but they were desperate for cash. Oh God, tale as old as time. That's like the worst music industry 
shit that can happen is when your manager mismanages your money and you like sell a whole bunch of albums, but you don't have any money from it. Yeah, like there's it a lot of them like that. Constantly. They were like, you know, I was we sold the number one album, but we TLC, were broke. TLC, it happened yeah. to them too. So that's why they said they signed on to Luther's tour. So Cindy Heron, who is also an original member of En Vogue and is still in the group, she was pregnant at the time. So they really didn't want a tour, but they had no choice because they needed the check. Mm-hmm. So Don Robinson said that she loved Luther, Luther, but he has issues with women. And she said the contract was ridiculous. So Luther basically did not want En Vogue to upstage him at all. So they could not wear red, white, blue, or black, or wear anything that sparkled like sequins. So they basically, like, they could wear a burlap sack. Yeah, or like borrow costumes from like the Jolly Green Giant. That's about it. Yeah, that might be that might be too flashy, to be honest. Yeah. So Don said that when the show was reviewed, the reviews would talk about how like dull they looked and how shabby they looked. But Luther owned a sequin, so they had to keep it bland. And Don doesn't blame Luther for that because she said she signed the contract and they were stupid. They should have never signed the contract. Mm-hmm. Don also said that Luther had like a round stage that um, turned. Mm-hmm. And in his setup, the band was below the stage. So when he was on the round stage, everybody could see him from every angle. But with en- but with en Vogue setup, like they couldn't have their band underneath. So they had their band on stage with them and so many times the band like blocked audience members views of en vogue so they had to like what she said it was very awkward so they got a lot of shit in the from the reviews about that so she said about a month into the tour they were sick of all the reviews sh- you know shitting on their drab outfits so they got the label to give them a loan and they went to this fancy mall to buy better outfits. I think it was a mall in Dallas, I think she said. And Dawn ended up buying these like thigh-high fuck-me boots from Versace, or Versace as it's really pronounced. And um, the boots had buckles going all the way up. So she said they were hot. Yeah. So when Luther saw Dawn in these boots, he went out to Versace and bought them for himself. But the boots were Versace, and they had all these buckles in the front, all the way up the boot, all the way up to the thigh. Gorgeous. Wow. They said that Luther Vandross walked in the store and got a pair of those for himself. He was asking them if they wore, if they made them in his size. But they were women's boots, so that I'm just, I'm not putting them out on Front Street. <laughs> He'd like to... <laughs> He's like, oh, no, you are not going to be the only one with no. these boots. And I mean, sex is great, but have you ever seen Luther Vandross in fuck me Versace boots? I don't think so. It's too powerful. Yeah. People can't handle it. So Luther also wouldn't let them walk past his dressing room to get to the stage. And his dressing room was usually between their dressing room and the stage. So he wanted them to take a golf cart like around the whole venue to the other side. And that would mean they'd have to like go through like the concession area. Luther. <laughs> and, and like the fans would see them and stuff. They would be like in there. But the fans probably wouldn't notice them because they would be wearing like burlap like, sacks. Yeah, they're like, look at those four women getting to get a golf cart ride. I'm jealous of that. 
<laughs> so, and uh, on the Miami stop, Envo didn't want to do that. They didn't want to walk all the way around. So they walked past his dressing room. He caught them and he called the police. <laughs> for, he called the police on them for trespassing. Trespassing. Like he own, like he owns the stadium where they were performing. He did or the, that no, night. He owns, the ten, he owns the 10 feet of space in front of his door. Oh my and God. the police yeah. actually showed up. Well, because they're like, we're not fucking around with Luther Vandross. He calls the police on people for walking by his front door. Oh, my God. I love that. But the police. OK, the police didn't arrest in Vogue, obviously. No. And she but Don was like. We told them, arrest us, arrest us, put us in handcuffs so that, like the newspaper, the front page could be like, Luther Vandross hates women, gets en vogue arrested. So the, uh, and the police didn't arrest them, but told them like, I, uh, since Cindy was pregnant at the time mm-hmm. and um, Florida had strict laws apparently that protected pregnant women. So they said like, let's say Cindy walked around, like had to, you know, avoid mm-hmm. Luther's dressing room and walked around. Like, if she fell while doing that, she could sue Luther Vandross. That's what Don said the police told them. Oh, my God. Just try it. Just try to sue Luther Vandross. He won't let it happen. Um, Michael, okay, this is... I'm going to be going back with this story, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, just cut this part right now. But, okay, so I used to watch the Rosie O'Donnell show every day. I was, like, very... That was my thing. I loved it. And she had a segment called Where in the World is Luther Vandross? I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. And what it was, was it was the stupidest game in the world. She would like pull down a map and you just had to guess where Luther Vandross was. And obviously people never got it right because nobody knew where Luther Vandross. I need to stress that this was like a regular game she played. I mean. She played it with the audience or she played it with her guests? She played with the audience. She would just be like, pull down the map. Where in the world is Luther Vandross? But whoever could have guessed that one of the answers would be, he's currently in Miami calling the cops on on Vogue for walking by his dressing room. Or he's at the Versace store buying fuck me boots that Don Robinson bought. So En Vogue did end up breaking the contract. Good for them. (laughs) Because they wore black with sequins one night and Luther talked to them and said, you know, blame your manager. Like you signed the contract. It's a shitty contract, but you signed it. So she like, she doesn't blame Luther because it's true. Like she signed, they signed the contract. Luther was the quintessential professional. It was not his fault. We got on the road, we signed that contract and he was absolutely right. I just think that he could have been like a little bit less of a stickler Yeah, and said, well, this is how he put it. He said it in the in, in the meeting that we had. He said, I was sitting by Terry and she was digging her fingers into my leg. Because <laughs> she was like, <laughs> did he just say that he's a girl group? Yeah. He said, I am a girl group. I am a girl group. Oh, wow. That's in my book. Yeah, he said he's a girl group. And so... What he meant was, I have these girls that are here with me, Ava and and um, and Lisa. They are the ones that I want dancing around on stage with sequins hitting their dresses. I want them to catch the light. I don't want to, you know what I mean? That's why you guys signed that contract. Yeah, their manager should have never allowed that contract. There should have been some negotiations. So they ended up leaving the tour a little early because Cindy was seven months pregnant by then and was over it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And back in the day, Cindy talked about it 
a little bit like this and said they used to call Luther Lucifer. <laughs> and Luce, uh, L- Luther, when he was alive, he said that he'd never tour with En Vogue again. Oh my gosh. And Luther, is also, Luther also had drama with Anita Baker during their joint tour. Like he wanted everything separate, like the same thing. Like he, Anita also apparently, I read, bring his own toilet seat to the venue, which isn't the worst idea. I mean, you your butt likes what your butt likes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you don't want, you know, and your butt wants to sit on, the Luther's butt wants to sit on Luther's toilet seat. Which Luther's butt has only touched. But um, it's been sad, and I think Bruce Valanche said this because they were friends, that, you know, Luther was like very unhappy because he couldn't be himself and he never came out of the closet, like out of fear that he'd make his mom sad and his fans sad. So mm-hmm. he was probably like, listen, if I can't fucking wear Versace boots outside, neither can you. And sequins too. But I hope he's strutting around in heaven in those Versace boots. Sitting on whatever toilet seat he wants. Allison and I will now quickly talk about five stories, starting with Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem. They're in talks to play Lucille Ball and Ricky Ricardo in a movie for Amazon called Being the Ricardos. Aaron Sorkin will write and direct it. So it will cover one week during production of an I Love Lucy episode when Lucy and Ricky face two crises that could end their careers and marriage. So Aaron Sorkin has been trying to make this movie for a while. Kate Blanchett was originally in talks to play Lucy years ago. And because Deborah Messing is the reincarnation of Lucille Ball as we know it, Some people said that she was robbed and she should play Lucy instead of Nicole. And since Nicole Kidman is only in talks at this point, it's not official, Deborah threw her name in and said she'd love to do it. And it's like, Deborah, this is for Amazon, not Lifetime. (laughs) She tried. She tried. Is this good casting, Allison? I think it's great casting because if there's anything that I know about Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz it's that they had like a very specific dynamic and you know it would be you know Ricky would uh say like Lucy and then Lucy would stare intensely into Ricky's eyes looking away for a moment before whispering you die nigh me that's my Australian accent by the way Do do your Australian accent, but say Ricky. Like, Ricky, but in your Australian accent. Ricky. Ricky, good day. <laughs> boing, boing, boing. Okay, Stay this is terrible it. casting all around to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, I feel like Nicole and Javier are too old for this. So, Nicole is 53, and Javier is 51. And by the time... The I Love Lucy show ended in 1957. Lucy was 46, so not that much no. younger than Nicole. And Ricky was only 40. It's... And by the way, like, Fred Mertz was older, but you know Ethel was only in her 40s? Like, when I was a kid, I thought they were, like, 80. Yeah, well, it's, you know what it is? It's because when you're a kid, plus it being super old, like, everything in black and white, you really do think that they're, like, yeah, old, 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 old. Yeah, and Nicole, and I like, I love Nicole Kidman, but she can't move her face. 
and Lucy, you know, like won the gold medal in face acrobats. All over the so, place. So yeah, are. this is this doesn't work for me. I it gets a ooh, that's my Lucy impersonation way. Eh, I can't how do you do it? Let me hear yours. Eee. Yeah, yours is way better. <laughs> you should play Lucy. Aaron Death. Sorkin, call out Allison. No, I don't want the tweets from Deborah Messing. Oh yeah, that's right. You're, you're Deborah. Right. Deborah. Let me Deborah. get her name right before I <laughs> Okay, and um speaking of shit we don't want, uh Break out the KY Jelly because HBO Max is doing a Sex in the City revival called And Just Like That, dot, dot, dot. And as we know, Kim Cattrall hates Sarah Jessica Parker and said she really doesn't want to do Sex in the City again. So she's not in this. Um, but Sarah Jessica Parker, Kristen Davis and Cynthia Nixon are in it. They're also going to be executive producers. And it's been reported that they're each getting $1 million an episode, and there's going to be 10 episodes, so they're getting $10 million. Oh my gosh, $10 million? Somewhere Kim Cattrall is like, okay, I don't know, maybe I could come back, and I'll hate myself for it, and I, I hate don't... all of you, but $10 million is $10 million. Yeah, no, I think she hates them so much, <laughs> even $10 million won't do. <laughs> I mean, the shit that she has said... <laughs> Yeah, she's she's not coming back. They're all executive producers too, so that means that they get a say in casting. So even if she calls, they see her name on the call display, and they're like, "Oh, it's so weird. The phone's not picking up." But like everybody's been making Golden Girls jokes about this. I mean, they always do. But um, so this is like the Golden Girls reboot we didn't ask for, or more specifically, the Golden Palace reboot, and we know what happened with that show. It won a million Emmys and went on for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, Elon Musk of Tesla overtook Jeff Bezos of Amazon as the richest man in the world. So Tesla's stock went up 740%. So Elon's fortune was valued at $185 billion, which was on uh, above Jeff Bezos' paltry ass one, uh, $181 billion. So... Poor Jeff should have started a GoFundMe, but he didn't need to because uh, Tesla's stock fell this week and Elon is back to being the second richest man in the world under Jeff Bezos. So we should start a GoFundMe for Elon. Really should put that. Pray for him. Yeah. His sad wallet. Moths are flying out of it. But I mean, it's it's of no consequence to, you know, Elon Musk if he's first or second because it's always ends up being great news for his son who will never, ever hear Elon say the words, I'm sorry, son, but we just don't have enough money to legally change your name. How much does it cost to legally change your name? I think it's like a hundred bucks. <laughs> but still, money's money. <laughs> they'll, they'll I know. And nobody, nobody needs that kind of money, except for Dolly. No. Dolly needs it. Jo Joan Collins. Those who deserve it never get it. And those who yeah. don't deserve it get it. Yeah. So Terry Gilliam, he talked to Inverse about... His movie, 12 Monkeys, which starred Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt. And he said he almost didn't cast Bruce Willis because he was bothered by how Bruce's mouth looks like a butthole. So Terry said, I hated the Trumpian mouth he does in films. Rectal. It looks like I'm looking at somebody's a-hole. And we've got more uh, Bruce mouth news. Say that five times. Uh, page six says he was kicked out of a Rite Aid in Los Angeles for refusing to wear a mask. Bruce, cover up that butthole mouth. Yeah, 
Terry Gilliam's like, cover it up because of COVID, but also because you have a butthole mouth. But also, I mean, it's so crazy to me that Bruce Willis isn't wearing a mask right now. Like, I guess you could say he wants to die easy. <laughs> okay, hold on. Here's my, here's the alternate. Here's the joke that didn't make it. Um, they were asking Bruce Willis to stand back the six feet needed <laughs> to respect social distancing. Death you could have worked that any- all together. Hold on. Death becomes anyone who won't wear a mask. Moonlighting, more like mask fighting. These, all of these. Yeah, should, those all should, work. They, they all work. They're all great, Those are all jewels, yeah. Do you think he has a butthole mouth? I don't. I think he's got a good face. Like his, I don't, I don't, there are some people who definitely have like a bum, bum, bum mouth, but. Yeah, like think, Trump. Trump has a cat anus mouth. He absolutely does. I don't think Bruce Willis does. Do you? I don't know. But I have heard that Haley Joel Osmond's, you know, big line in the sixth sense was original, wasn't I see dead people. It was I see butthole mouth. <laughs> so it, it makes sense now. Okay. And finally, since I'm a 12 year old girl. You know, I'm always on TikTok, and there's this thing on TikTok uh, where TikTokers like ask a question, right, and mm-hmm. people answer it with their own TikToks. So, TikTok user Lore Hunt asked, "What's something you did before COVID came that now you couldn't believe you would ever do?" So, someone answered, "Bowling," because we used to like finger the bowling balls, mm-hmm. not knowing if they were cleaned and then like eat pizza and nachos with our bare back fingers so allison what's something that we did before covid that now you're like ooh, okay lucy yeah that all right so this is maybe a little bit specific this is specific to people who have a grocery store who have has this feature but in some grocery stores usually a little bit more upscale there's an olive bar Mm -hmm. And it's like a little island, and there's a bunch of different olives, and you fill up a container. You do it yourself, right? Yes. You you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The fact that I used to get olives from that olive bar, and sometimes I would eat the olives before I paid for them. I would just reach my hand in, and then I would scoop more olives in. It doesn't have a sneeze guard. There's 360-degree access from all sides. That shocks me that I ever did that. Like you ate germ-covered olives. The olives are just so germy. It's like everybody's touching the handles to get their olives, and they're all just like pawing over all the containers trying to find the best container. And then you're putting your hands in your mouth. Like me, I'd be like scooping olives, eating an olive, scooping more olives. And you don't wash olives No, No, and it's like you're pushing the shopping cart, so your hands are already filthy from the shopping cart. And then you touch the handles of the... I will never, I'll never use the olive bar ever again in my life. COVID turned you it against the olive bar, yeah. All right, what's what's it for you? Well, mine is something that's probably still going to happen, but I think about it now, I'm like, it was, and we have all done this a million times, is blow out birthday candles. Oh, <gasps> yes! Because you blow saliva all over the cake, and I never really thought about that until COVID. And now that's I'm true. like, I've eaten so many saliva covered cakes but then again i've also like sucked off a stranger in the alleyway so i'm looking at like cake saliva (laughs) like you the birthday cake is looking at you like please before we go we want to cover a couple things really quickly so 
The first is I have a highly important correction from last week's episode. So my show and tell last week was an amazing show called La Veneno, which is on HBO Max, and you should watch it. But I need to apologize to my mother's native tongue and La Veneno herself because I listened to the episode and I kept pronouncing her name La Vanino. I know. Like I said I, that, well, it over and over again. That's how I thought it was pronounced. <laughs> and it's La Veneno. So I was wrong to disrespect the legendary La Veneno. So now it's like cemented into my brain that it's Veneno. I mean, I'll be honest. Both ways sound beautiful. They both pay tribute to a beautiful person. No, no, no. I, I should say her name correctly. Yes, exactly. You should say a legend's name correctly. So um, sometimes I get emails about food. Uh, because I guess I talk about food a lot on this podcast. You do? I know, more than I thought I did. But hey, look, it's, I guess it's part of my brand if I had a brand. So listener um, Bridget or Brigitte, I'm not sure how you pronounce your name. Again, both ways are beautiful, but you can let me know how, which way it's pronounced. So uh, Brigitte, Bridget, Bridget is a self-identified pasta connoisseur, um, which you'll see see very soon is an accurate title. So she emailed me and I, again, I guess I talk about Chef Boyardee a lot on this podcast. Well, actually, when we talked about um, comfort foods, you mentioned that you love Kraft macaroni and cheese. And I, for me, it was uh, Chef Boyardee beefaroni, but I also love ravioli as well. So she gave me this hot tip for um, if you want to make a gourmet dinner for, let's say, you and a loved one or, you know, you've got a date coming over, which, I mean, why would you? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Maybe you've got a Zoom date. So she said that she takes a bowl of ravioli, um, your choice, whether it be regular size or mini raviolis. She said that she's a fan of the regular size. I like the minis. And she said that you sprinkle them with crushed Ruffles potato chips. And she wrote this, and I love this quote so much. If you want to feel fancy, you can use a pepper mill to top off your culinary creation with pepper confetti, which honestly, that does take it from gourmet to gourmand. Yeah, pepper confetti, yeah. It takes it to a whole new level. It's Michelin starred already. Absolutely. Four Michelin stars, highest ever. So I've never actually put um, crushed up potato chips on my ravioli. I'm absolutely going to try it. Have you ever put crushed up potato chips on anything, Michael? No. No. Okay, well, look, they are really great. They had an element of texture. <laughs> I mean, sandwich I may have. Ravioli, I'm not sure. Maybe inside? Or maybe if they're like Parmesan uh, potato chips. Oh, or like sour cream and onion would be good. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, did you do this? I didn't, but I'm going to. Yeah, so you do it and you you let us know. Wait, do you yeah. put sauce too? What do you mean sauce? Like with the raviolis, are you going to like lube them up a little bit? What kind of sauce are you talking about? Well, do you you just eat your raviolis like plain, no sauce? Oh my gosh, Michael, you're assuming I make good ravioli. No, I am talking about Chef Boyardee from the can. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about like the ones that come in the refrigerator section, you know, in the... um... I know, yes. little plastic things. I yeah. know I'm, I know what ones you're talking about. I do get those sometimes. And of course, I put sauce on those. So I think what she is here, if for people who are not eating out of the can, um, 
let's say you're making your raviolis at home, you're putting your pasta sauce on it. I think you make it as you would, right? But before you take it to the table, or perhaps you do this table side, you would crush Ruffles potato chips on top and then some pepper and maybe some Parmesan cheese. Yeah. Or you can just take like the can of Chef Boyardee, take a can of Ruffles, pour it in, shake it all up and eat it with a spoon. Oh, like Frito pie. Yes. You can do that. There you go. So that's the end of our show. Uh, if you've got any questions for our mailbag, email us at DTP at DLisa.com. Um, if you haven't already rated and review us and have the time, please do. We'll be back next week with more hijinks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.